The Lightning may not have made it back to the Stanley Cup final, but, well, guess what? There is hope for next year. We talk about the three main reasons today why there is hope for next season, but all that and more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Today's episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Today, we're looking towards the future. We're talking about the three reasons as to why there is hope for the Tampa Bay Lightning to get back to their, their former prominence at the top of the NHL Mount Rushmore or or the, the top of the Mount Everest of the NHL. Uh I you know we just got done. If you didn't know if you didn't listen or watch our previous episode, please go ahead and do that. We just got done talking about the three main reasons as to why we could, even though I said this wasn't, I saw a lot of people in the comments section on YouTube saying that it wasn't and I don't know if you were just agreeing or or whatever or you didn't listen or whatever the case may be we just got done talking about why we could consider this season a failure I don't but we still have to talk about it we still have to examine it but and and if there if you are a lightning fan that is maybe having some reservations about next year or maybe or maybe just Worried about next year. Well, I'm going to tell you why. There's three reasons. Um, there's a lot of changes this offseason. And we're going to see that as soon as the, the Stanley Cup final is over with. Um, there's a lot of, lot of names coming off the books this year. A lot of players that are restricted, which the Lightning, in theory, could trade their rights if they wish to clear some cap space, get some draft picks. Um, there was some talk. I saw some chatter among, uh, listeners, uh, in the YouTube page. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Uh, a lot of great conversation going on in the comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, somebody, I don't remember who it was and forgive me, uh, for not remembering, but someone expressed that the idea that maybe the lightning trade the rights to, Col- uh, Ross Colton. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I, I think that a bulk, and some people may not like this either, a bulk of the new personnel that the Lightning will be getting in the offseason uh, will be coming either from Syracuse or from the free agent pool. Obviously, the Lightning aren't exactly player, uh, big-time players with that, um, with, with the draft having so few picks. But I think that's where we look at our, our first reason for hope for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I spoke about it on the last episode. I spoke about it, I think, on the previous one or maybe leading up uh, to to the previous episode. I spoke about how maybe this year, as disappointing as you would have liked to have seen the Lightning go back to the Stanley Cup final, I think for the the journey that the Lightning have had over the last four seasons, I, I, I think that this going forward if they make all the right moves 
if they do all the right things and if this team plays up to the standard that we are expecting them to play at or get back to, actually, I think this will be a blessing in disguise. You'll see a rested team. You'll see a team, and, and most importantly, you'll see a front office. This gives a front office the perfect chance to kind of look at the books, to look back at their personnel. Because I feel like when you're going from season to season, when you're when you're winning two straight cups, when you're going to the finals for three straight years, the front office, and I'm not accusing anybody of this, but I feel like there would be a cer- certain level of satisfaction, maybe even a certain level of overconfidence. And I feel like maybe this year, losing in the first round to Toronto, losing 3-2 at home especially, which is always a – whenever you lose a series uh, at home, and you get eliminated, that's probably, I think, the most – probably the most gut punch, the biggest demeaning thing I think you could have happen to you other than blow a series. And I think that that humbled a lot of people. I think that the free agency period is really going to be um, – I, I think we're going to see a very prepared Lightning front office. Um, I, I'm very excited to see who – the Lightning will be targeting. I, I think, obviously, we could all agree that the really the the number one priority in free agency as really looking back on it on the trade deadline should have been then as well uh, was or really should have been a defenseman. I really think that looking back on it, you know, and and – Having said that, you know, free agency, we're not going to get a John Klingberg. We're not going to get a, I believe Carlson is coming off the books in San Jose as well. I'm not entirely sure. I believe he is. Um, But really, I I think that, and I spoke about it on the other, on the last episode too. I think what goes hand in hand with the fact that the lightning will be able to kind of not deal with the middleman of trading players. They'll be able to go freely negotiate with players. And, you know, we may not see a lot of players and and especially in today's NHL, we're not going to see players give sweetheart deals uh, to franchises. I don't care how successful you have been, but I think that, with the success that the Lightning have had over the last couple of years, and I think with the story surrounding this Lightning team in terms of what exactly you know happened to them and why they haven't exactly played well, I think that to a certain degree, you're going to see players maybe have a little bit of a soft spot. Now, maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. I would like to say that you know, the Lightning have cemented themselves over the last couple of seasons as one of the best franchises in the league, uh, just the way they're ran. Um, you've never heard a, a bad word or story uh, uttered by by a former player. You know, it almost seems, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the, uh, with the Alex Kalorn future negotiations with him. You know, he wants to stay in Tampa Bay. Uh when I had Corey Perry on, even, I mean, that was one of the things we joked about. It's, you know, how could you not sign in Tampa Bay? Uh, it's beautiful. You know, 
great weather year round. Uh, how can you not? And you get to play hockey. So that's it too. Uh, when you look at some of the players um, that are coming up as free agents, UFAs, I can't help but look at one player who, now this is an absolute long shot for him coming to Tampa Bay, but especially after the season he's had and the role that his team is on right now, I look at Ryan Graves. He's a big defenseman, 6'5", 220, a guy that has good skill at his position. You know, he's not going to score goals, but he could puck handle pretty decent. Um, and, and he's going to lay hits. He's going to play very good defense. Uh, he made about three mil in, in change this year. I would expect that the Devils, whether they fall in this series <clears throat> or, or move on past the, the Carolina Hurricanes or whatever, I can't imagine that he's going to be somebody – um, that is going to be able to or, or willing to give up a lot of money for just to go play for Tampa Bay, uh, where he has a very young group in New Jersey. Um, and, you know, the names are going to change over time. You know, I'm just using him as an example. But I think that Lightning fans should really use and really be enthusiastic about free agency. Because, yeah, you're not going to have a lot of money to really, in theory, play with. You're going to have to probably, I mean, that kind of brings us back to the point of possibly trading guys who are restricted free agents, the rights to them. Um, You know, that that's a little bit of a, a crappy situation that the Lightning are in, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they're going to have to figure it out. I mean, they got Ian Cole coming off the books this year. They got Mikey Essamont coming off the books, but we all know he's getting re-signed. Let's, let's not fool ourselves. Uh, I think the Lightning would be absolutely crazy and foolish to let him go, uh, let him hit the free agent market, especially because you definitely don't want to let Mikey Esamont, uh become the player that you that you have to go into a a bid with. I think that as soon as the free agent period uh, begins or or the re-signing period begins, I would imagine that Julian Brees Boss, one of his first calls, if he hasn't spoken to him yet, is going to be Mikey Esamont. Uh, you have uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar. You have Corey Perry coming off the books as well. And, of course, Alex Kalorn. But I think we could all agree that Belmar and Perry, most likely, both being 38 and 37, probably not going to come back. I wish I, I, I wish that the Lightning could make it work um, to where they could possibly bring back Perry. I think Belmar, I think it's time to move on from him. Uh, he played very well for this lightning team, but yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of names as you know, we get closer to the free agent period. We should definitely look at, you know, we'll definitely look at the names that, uh, teams have not chosen to resign to their respective clubs. I mean, I'm looking at some of the names right now. Uh, I'm not going to get into other names, but you know, w- there's a couple of names here that, I wouldn't mind come uh, October uh, be down in Tampa Bay. So we'll continue to monitor that because I think, you know, like I said, with the, the low number of trade of trade assets that the lightning have, and they really don't have any draft picks and don't really have anybody in, in Syracuse that I think right now is ready to come up and make an effect. Like we saw from Nick Pervix. I, I, I really think that, 
we're going to really have to zero in. And when I say we, I mean the Tampa Bay Lightning are really going to have to zero in on the free agent period. So can't wait for that. I can't wait to see what kind of moves Julian Brees Boss makes because, like I said, um, you know, this is his time to put his his fingerprints all over this team and shape it towards what he wants. And, and you know, very important part for him because, like I said, he inherited a, a great team from Steve Geiserman, and now it's his time to really uh, cement himself as a very good GM, as we all know that he is. So we'll continue to monitor that. And coming up, we'll talk about uh, the two other things Lightning fans should be able to to look forward to and have hope for. One of them is looking at what you have within. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is our friends over at Game Time. Now, if you haven't heard about Game Time, what are you doing? I mean, you're missing out on all these great deals. You're missing out on last-minute great tickets. Let me tell you, I bought tickets to the Ranger Lightning game a couple of weeks ago, and I used Game Time, and I waited till the absolute last minute, and I got killer seats for a great price. Now, listen, Game Time is fast and easy to buy tickets with for all sports, comedy, music, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun. You'll have flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of seat views. I was happy that, you know, when I got my, when I saw where I was going to sit, I didn't have, you know, an obstructed view. You know, nobody wants that. So you want to pay the lowest price and get the best tickets possible. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So once again, thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit us up on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And guess what? We are free wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And the best part about it is that we're free. So go ahead and do that. So we just got done talking about um, the free agent period. You know, obviously, like I said, you know, unless something drastically changes from now into the NHL draft, I would imagine um, the, the the Lightning are really not going to be big players as kind of like what we assumed and have seen over the last couple of years at the draft. Um, so really, you got to look within or you got to look outward in terms of the free agent market. Uh, but that's not to say that the Lightning don't have players that could do the job already. I mean, they're. There's a ton of players on this team that I think still hold a ton of value. And, you know, we're not even going to look at Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, you know, the stars, Sorelli or Hagel. Um, it's the guys like Mikey Esmond, who I think has really, really won over the hearts of, of so many Lightning fans um, since he came in. Uh, like I said, um, I and I spoke about it even going into this series uh, against – the Toronto Maple Leafs, I thought that he was going to be one of the players that we needed to look out for. Really, I, I really thought that in the 15 games he played with this Lightning team, even though he only had one goal and two points, I don't think that we could judge him. And I think a lot of people agree that you obviously couldn't judge him on the amount of points. That's not what he was brought in to do. 
he was brought in to to play physical, to to play, and I've can I've compared it, I've compared him to to Barkley Goodrow over the last probably couple maybe month or so. I I really like what I I, I see a lot of Barkley Goodrow in him, but the more I look at some of the highlights, just you know, even though a lot of them didn't result in goals or whatever, just the energy he brings on to the ice with the the skill and the speed and i hate to say this because i don't want to oversell him and then you know obviously he doesn't measure up those expectations and make no mistake about it i mean the what i'm about to say raises the bar significantly you know you thought me comparing him to maybe a unpolished barkley goodrow was was maybe overselling him you know, with with an eighty-two game, if he could get into eighty-two games next season, and if he shows what you know on a nightly basis, if we see what we saw out of him in the playoffs and during his brief time on this team during the regular season, and you know, come come for me if you want in the comment section. But I I really see a lot of Yanni Gord in his game. And I know that may sound blasphemous. I know that may sound crazy, but if you look at how Yanni played during his time here with the lightning, especially those three cup run, uh, uh, those, those lat, those two cup runs. I, I really think, and, and you look at Esama, I really think that if we're measuring it in terms of bottom floor or like midway, potential and then ceiling i would say midway potential would probably be barkley goodrow but i think the ceiling could very well be yanni gordon now that all depends on where he starts most likely unless the lightning fail to be able to put together a fourth line with tanner janelle because let's make no mistake about it tanner janelle has not proven himself whatsoever since he's been traded here uh i i i really think that he needs to prove himself um granted i think john cooper for the assets that he was traded for i think janelle will get a lot more third line time but i would prefer that janelle's on the fourth line and that we see esamont on the third uh with 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 paul and colton now like i said that goes back to my comment earlier not even entirely sure if Ross Colton will be here come come the start of the season. You know, even though he's a restricted free agent, I I still think that most likely, you know, it, it's very it's it's not out of the question. I will say that it's not out of the question that if he gets traded, if his rights get traded away, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, as we all know, over the last couple of years. Things will, you know, things change. People get moved in and out. We lost McDonough. We lost Yanni. We lost Barkley. We lost Blake Coleman. Um, you know, all those pieces I just named, huge pieces for this Lightning team. Um, preferably, I would like, and, and I know if you've been watching the show for quite some time, I have fallen in love with some of the players that are in Syracuse. I ideally, you know, and this is goes back to looking within. If you look at some of the players that have played on this team this year, um, I, I really like what Cole Kiepke 
did in the 17 games that he played at the NHL level. Uh, he had one goal and one point. His plus minus, I mean, is nothing really to 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 really gloat about. But at the same time, and this goes for Esmont, I it I I will start to see. You know that that's not enough for me. We have to see a full game slate. Um, I think that Cooper and and company should and will if they have to. Uh, we'll have to really give these guys more time and, and a lot of time to develop and figure it out as the season goes on. You know, kind of like the same thing what we saw from Ross Colton during his rookie season. Played nine games, played spectacular in the playoffs and came back, had a phenomenal year. And I really think that Esamon's going to have that kind of year. I firmly believe it. I think that Kiepke, if he gets enough NHL-level time – on the fourth line. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he could be thrown on the fourth line. I think that would be perfect. I think that would be a perfect fit for him with Jano. Uh maybe even and and I know this is a name. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you're not going to be all at all surprised. I would really really like and I think that this is the perfect time um to slide him in and try him out into the fourth line because I think really when we're talking about free agency and the lightning their their top priority in the offseason should be defensemen 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 um that third line pairing really needs to be solidified uh Ian Cole is a UFA Hayden Flurry is not at all going to cut it for me um on that third line but Bogo I don't know how to feel about him you know I think I I don't know I I feel like with Bogosian, what he's done for this team um, in years past, winning a cup, obviously he was part of that 2020 team. Um, and then he's had his moments here. Only played in 46 games this year. Really need more out of him with that. I know he was injured. Um, at the same time, he is 32, so the age is there. But I feel like with Bogo, he's an old 32, which, you know, no disrespect to him. Um, but I think the Lightning need more of a dynamic defenseman on that third line. Ian Cole, I thought, played well this year, uh, but at the same time, I would like to see the Lightning upgrade from Cole. Um, more of an energetic, more of a, a younger player, uh, maybe a player who could still learn, a player in his mid-20s. I think that would be kind of the nice age range to go for. If it has to come from within the organization, that is perfectly fine. Um, I'm even willing to give Hayden Fleury another chance. But at the same time, when you look at those defensive pairings, uh, Darren Radish, I don't know how he doesn't stay up at the NHL level anymore. I think that actually it was it was talked about the other day, um, and, and Julian Boss said that they don't want to risk sending him down because I think they used up all his waiver options uh, for the year. So... Actually, no, they don't want to risk him going on waivers if they have to send him down uh, to Syracuse to keep playing in the playoffs. But um, I would imagine he would be back next year on the NHL side of things, um, especially after the way he played in the playoffs. I don't know how you how you don't start him on that third line, at least. I would like to see him maybe on the second line with Sergachev. Uh, and then you ha- – well, actually, no, the third line because Chernak would come back. I mean, listen, this is what's so fun about the NHL offseason. Because we get to have these conversations all year long and get to see the, the roster basically almost be built again. And and I really think that 
as much of a emphasis I made on the free agent period uh, being very important for the Lightning uh, to to rebuild, I think that if they're going to go all in on a defenseman in free agency, then you have a ton of options at your disposal within the organization to build up your skaters. So wrapping things up on the show, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the pod. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. Uh, and reach out to me if you have any questions, off-season uh, moves, who do I prefer to stay, who do I want out the door as soon as possible. Go ahead. Slide in my DMs on Twitter, Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y, D-8-N-K. I love hearing from all of you. I love all the conversation. Uh, drop a comment below. Uh, underneath this video on YouTube if that's your preferred way of getting in touch with me. Uh, so go ahead and do that. So last but not least is our last our last hope for next season for the Lightning. And I would say the last reason for hope for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and this might sound a little contradictory on my part, but I would say it's Andre Vasilevsky, and you might be asking yourself, but Adam, or you might be saying, Adam, you just got done on the last episode trashing him. Well, I didn't trash him, but if you remember, like I said, you know, if we were going to count this year as a failure, his play alongside with the defensive, the defensive play has not been good whatsoever. Uh, But, you know, he's still, he's still in his prime. He really is. I mean, he's going to be 29 um in july so yeah you know you start to get a little nervous when you kind of have a year like he did this year a little bit of a dip um in production the numbers are still there to where he's still you could still consider him top 10 but obviously you know the argument is always going to be made at least by me that when it comes down to andre vasileski he's paid nine and a half million dollars a year he needs to play like a nine and a half million dollar goaltender. And I think after, and I'm not even going to discuss what he said at the press conference. I, you know, I saw some, some split um, feelings on Twitter of, of lightning fans, how they feel about what he said in, in the exit press conference. But I look at this as a goaltender who, gets the rest now, uh, whether he had injuries or not, whether it's a mental thing or not, I am inclined to say it was more mental fatigue, which is perfectly fine as well as, you know, with a splash of physical fatigue. I, I, I think that this is going to allow this extra time off because, you know, so much is made by of, of how much games the lightning have played over the last four seasons and rightfully so. And I really think, especially when your goaltender has played as many games as he have, and your defense isn't really what it's supposed to be with Chernak out in, the, in and in the in the playoffs. And this is all under the assumption of a Lightning, hopefully bringing in a couple of good pieces on the back end for them to be solid on at least that that third line pairing. Because I think first line pairing would be fine, uh, most likely on the th- on the first line. 
I would I would really prefer to see Sergachev and and Chernak. I know that sounds a little bit blasphemous, not having Hedman, but you know why not? You know why not move him down to the second line? I don't think it's a problem. You know you move him down, you have Perbix on the second line with him, and then the Lightning could rebuild their third line. Um, have Darren Radish and then pair him up whoever you sign in in free agency. And this is all under the pretense of of hopefully these guys play well together. Hopefully they they play the right way in front of him. Because if Vasilevsky comes out of the gates struggling like he did this year, next year, uh, you're going to hear some whispers. But I think that with this extra rest that he really needs uh, physically and mentally, I think he's going to come back better than ever. I think he's going to make a huge splash. I'm sure there's people across the NHL right now, fans at least, saying that Andre Vasilevsky is is starting to decline. I don't believe so. I just think he's so talented. I mean, we saw it in this playoff series, especially in five and six. I mean, uh, four and five. I thought he played very well. Even in six, I thought he played very well. Uh, six was the most vintage performance we've seen from him all season long. And that is something alone, you know, regardless of how you feel about the defensive core, regardless of how you feel about the offensive uh, production from this Lightning team, regardless of how you feel about anything else surrounding this Tampa Bay Lightning team. If you just take Vazzy's last game of the season, I think you should look at that and, and be immensely, immensely excited for next year. Because if we see that, if we see game six next year, not only are the Lightning going to be back on the top of the NHL world, but Vasilevsky might very well win the Vezina Trophy. So exciting offseason, people. I can't wait for it. It's just right around the corner. I can't wait for the free agent period. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I wouldn't be surprised if we start to hear some rumblings about the Lightning trying to to make moves to at least get a first-round draft pick. Uh, very, very stacked class as it is every year in the NHL draft. So if the Lightning are going to be contenders uh, in the draft, we're definitely going to talk about that as the news unfolds. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.